0: Coming to you from the Kingdom of Marion this is the Ernest Mann Show and I'm your host Ernest Mann wherever you may be listening in this world Something that I wanted to kind of follow up on in a previous broadcast um, was talking about your interaction or a person's interaction with the world. And of course, that means other folks. Now, what I'm going to say, first off, is you cannot change others, you cannot change the world. Now, I would like to qualify that just a little bit. You see, what makes things both simultaneously interesting about folks and also simultaneously depressing is that they simply don't understand oftentimes the limitations of their own state of being. That means there are certain developmental changes that take place and each and every one of us are subject to those changes And to a greater or lesser extent, we simply have no control over those changes. Now, we may fool ourselves into thinking that we do, but the research and the science, it says something quite different. As a example, very simple example, um... A typically speaking, no matter um, how how good of a condition, let's say physically, that a thirty-five or perhaps forty-year-old man is in, and he says, uh, you know, he he looks good, and he can work out, and you know, he could do some really good stuff, some really cool things. And he says, he makes a statement like, yeah, this is the best shape I could have ever been in in my life. And as soon as I hear that, either this fellow doesn't understand the basic principles of their biology, or uh, they're delusional. But uh, the thing is, No, that's not the case. You were your best at around 21. And after that, you start sliding down. Entropy takes over, and you start going, winding down. And we fool ourselves because many of us don't... uh, don't recognize that. And maybe, for instance, if you're a 25-year-old guy and, you know, you're really not, you're not really feeling very much different than when, say, you were 21 or 22 um, and there's no gray hair, <laughs> you know, you pretty much seem like the same person and look same. Maybe you pretty much talk the same, pretty much um but underneath you're not <laughs> sorry but you're not if you could see all of the processes that are actually winding down um that started when you were 21 and so you don't start seeing the signs and symptoms of this until you're typically your mid 30s but even by the time you're 25, those things are well underway, those changes, those, let's say, negative changes. But I wasn't so much concerned with what I wanted to talk about here with the, uh, the physiological as much as the emotional, psychological, and um, pretty much... Uh, 25 years old is the end of the line. And what I mean by that is, you know, I mean, maybe with some very rare exceptions, and don't include yourself in this, <laughs> by the way, um, but uh, your basic personality and who you are and what you are is formed, it's pretty solidly formed by the time you're 25. So for better or for worse, um, you are what you are. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that you can't learn new things or do new things. Or if you've, uh, for whatever reason, if you've, let's say, you know, up until the age of 25, you've just been uh, pretty much a uh, bookwormish kind of, um, you know, a geeky kind of bookworm, um, uh, introverted kind of person. Does not mean that you can't uh, force yourself to try to be the exact opposite of what you've been to that point to become more extroverted, uh, go join a gym, all these miraculous things, because it it does happen. Some, I say some, uh, people have been known to do that. But there. first of all, there aren't many who do. And generally speaking, uh, most don't stay in that mode for, for very long. Um, But what I'm talking about is that that is still not really changing you. I'm talking about your core thoughts and intellect and the way that you process the world. Pretty much, for better or for worse, you, uh, as Popeye once said, I am what I am. And conversely, I'm saying you are what you are. So, for again, whatever the reason may be, if you've been a well liked, pretty well adapted, you know, uh, take life uh, easy going and, you know, your mindset, your personality, and that's pretty much what you've been up to this point, there's probably an overwhelming uh, chance that that's pretty much the person you're gonna stay. Conversely, if you've been an uncooperative, um, perhaps borderline or not borderline sociopath, uh, vagrant, um, I don't know, a a uncooperative um, criminal type person, then chances are, well, that's pretty much who you're going to stay. And that's it. I know that now that sounds very black and white, but um, in this particular case, um, that is exactly the way That's that it is what it is. Now, I would like to note there are and have been documented exceptions to this throughout history, medical history, whereas um, certain people who were, for instance, perhaps well-known in in, in a given field, um, uh, that they suffered uh, a traumatic head injury. And... In both in either case, what I'm saying is it's so um, the the head injury was as they were, you know, adults, let's say, Um, you know, past 25, maybe past 35 or 45. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, regardless of the cause, these are these are cases that are well documented and uh, they received uh, a head injury and they basically their personalities changed 180 uh degrees so um for instance uh without naming names as an example there was a a well-known a um, medical doctor who was a uh, child rehabilitation injury specialist and he was um you know, not only an, an excellent physician, but he was quite literally, I mean, he was beloved by both the parents and the children that he treated <clears throat> for several years. And then at some point, he suffered a, a head trauma. A, uh, it was, uh, I believe it may have been uh, involved with a car accident. And in relatively short order, his personality was altered to the point where he lost his medical license and ended up uh, being multiply charged because, as a doctor, he's of course he worked with with children, and he became uh, an absolute uh, pedophile. And so, from something like that, I'm saying both, and it goes both ways, both good or bad, um, that that certainly, you know, has has been documented. But other than that, if we're not talking some sort of uh, accidental freakish head injury that can occur, which can make this kind of change, you are what you are. <clears throat> and that is going to have those limitations that um, come with it. So what does this mean? Well, if you have been in a situation, and again, this can depend on your uh, age and stage in life, but many of us, you know, it could be a very... A uh, gut wrenching situation that we can be involved with. That uh, we want people around us, we again, friends or family, to change. We see a absolute need for them to change, uh, and usually it's where their life may be spiraling down, and then you get involved and be- you want to help them. You want them, you want to course correct them, you want to start taking them apart and you know trying to find out what the problem is and to help them to get back to something they a point where they once were. And I think that that is a that is a a natural desire um that people most people have. <clears throat> However, this can be a very traumatizing, not only to the person involved, but to yourself. Because speaking from moi, with lots of experience with this stuff, it can be very painful <clears throat> Because if I use, for instance, the old adage that you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, you know, um, it's really sad, and it um, it is very deleterious to your spirit. And when I say spirit, I don't want to be, to have that confused with soul, and and the uh, re- any religious connotation that I'm talking about I'm I'm talking about your energy level of your being it's just you start you start going into this zone of a negative energy with certain persons and just by their very nature by whatever they happen to be caught up in for again whatever reason, that may be they'll suck the life out of you. They'll suck everything right out of you. If you allow them to do so. And, um, the point is that you have to bear in mind. One thing that will help you with this is understanding for better or for worse, And we simply have to, as an act of self-preservation, we have to look at this as a line that a uh, person told me many years ago. And it's been very useful to me. They simply said that life is a come-as-you-are party. Now you think about that for a moment. People generally speaking, <clears throat> people come to a party and the conversations are light. And depending on the type of party that it is, if it's an adult um, mixer party, uh, and several, for instance, several of the people there are notoriously single. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, the kind of feelers that you're putting out can be very different than, say, attending your uh, next-door neighbor's or best friend's birthday party for their, you know, 8- or 10-year-old. So, but when I'm talking about the life party, that's what I mean. We're, we're just assuming that it is um, the life party that we all are part of in life. And so... You kind of, sort of, we go through all these rituals and and such, and we want to put our best part of us forward. That's what we do. And um, But we're not there at the initial stages of this getting to know thing. We're not there to be critical. We're not there to say, oh my God, how could uh, she wear that dress or You know this this guy. Look at him. He's he's who's he hoped to meet or impress. He he looks like a bum, and you know all of this, all these things. That while you're doing that, well, other people are guess what scrutinizing you. But here's the thing: instead of again wasting energy on all this, the better the better strategy, in my opinion. Is just to accept everything as it comes. Life is a come as you are party. So, in other words, this sort of almost ties in with the birds of a feather uh, analogy. You'll find your own level and your own uh, what you know appeals to you, and you will gravitate towards them, or they will gravitate towards you at this gigantic party over time through osmosis, if you will, you'll find each other. And if you give it enough time, um, enough people will find each other to the point that they are in pretty distinct groups. Now I haven't, uh, for instance, I have not been to a party that it was a nonstop party that lasted for say three, four, five days in order to do this, but it it does happen. Uh, it happens every time you go to a, a party. It only takes actually a few hours where you see how the different people are interacting and mingling. That's what's going on. That's what's taking place, even if it's even if it's on a beginning or superficial level, let's say it's taking place nonetheless. So almost automatically, you might say another term would be that the wheat is being separated from the chaff (laughs) Um, or hell, I don't know. Maybe it's all wheat and there is no chaff and. Maybe it's just better grades of wheat. Who knows? So, um, yeah, it's um, it's pretty much it. Life being a come as you are party. Um, understanding that you, in 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 realistic terms, you cannot change people, and hence, as a consequence of that, you probably more than likely 98% chance you're not going to change the world. So, <laughs> moving on if we move on from this point, that brings me to the last point. Hmm. What is the goal? If you can't really <clears throat> change people, and as a very, very slim chance of changing the world, again, I am not talking in terms of 100% here. I'm talking in terms of the 95% of us, the vast majority of us. I want to... Um, I just want to stipulate one point about not changing the world. It has been shown many times that, of course, certain people have changed the world. That's undeniable. You can names off the top of your head, everyone from great authors to the sciences you name it. There have been people who have done this. And there will, in time, there will continue to be people who do this. All I'm trying to say is that vast, incredible odds are that you won't. <laughs> Nothing against you, it's just the way the numbers roll. And probably not me either. <clears throat> I'm uh, no. I don't see my. I don't see myself as a a world changer. An advice giver. Yeah, I love to do that. I love to see people uh, improve their lives. Yes, that's that's what I enjoy. That's what I do. That's why I do what I do. But as far as world changing, uh, improving. Uh, everything from the environment to the economy to ending wars, the list goes on and on and on. Nope. I'd love to be able to do that, or I'd love to be able to be great if I could say, yes, I did do that. Or hell, by that time, probably I'd have all kinds of plaques and statues, and I wouldn't have to say that because the fact that I have plaques and statues and I have been given countless awards and everybody and their brother recognizes me as the man, the earnest man who changed the world. It's pretty redundant. It's pretty self-evident, but I don't see that happening. Um, The goal here, it is in a nutshell. And if you think of it and think of your life, In these terms, I believe, and again, this is just from going not just my life, but others that I have known. If you understand this next aspect of this uh, entire notion about people is your goal, and that goal is to survive the world. That's your goal. That's your goal for your life. Perhaps if we expand it just a little bit, we could say, when I say your life, okay, your immediate family. So meaning you, your partner, and perhaps a couple of kids. That little micro world, that, that that is that is your goal anything else above and beyond that well terrific that's great but once again it's probably not going to happen and as soon as you recognize that and you refocus it's about surviving this oftentimes extremely crazy unfair, and generally speaking, fucked up world in which we live. Your ultimate goal is to survive. And hopefully, you can do a bit better than just surviving, and then you move into the realm of living. So there are untold hundreds of millions of people right now in the world who are just surviving. And the goal is to move beyond that to living. Living, of course, is being able to make your own decisions and to make those things happen because you are able to do so because you have the necessary means of a necessary means in order to make that happen. If you're, say, for instance, if you're um, renting a home or an apartment and it's in a pretty crappy, shitty neighborhood and uh, your immediate neighbors, well, let's just say they're not the the most... uh, friendliest people or perhaps not the most functional people you could imagine being around. And if you had your choice, you'd really like to get the hell away from there, but you can't because it's all that you can afford. Let's say everything else is taken, but usually it's because full circle you, you can't get out because you can't afford to get out. so you're stuck. That is the goal to get out of being stuck. So I'm not talking, of course, I don't mean to imply a a, uh, a millionaire status because pretty much once you're in that realm, yeah, you can pretty much pretty much go wherever the hell you want to go when you want to go as a matter of fact that is why many of these millionaires and multi-millionaires or multi-billionaires you know not only do they have their their multiple jets ready to go whenever they are they even own uh their own little airports yes so for instance um if you're, um, I don't know, uh, the heir or one of the owners of a multi-billion dollar corporate crime uh, syndicate, like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, the people who are in uh, the owners of, I don't know, Walmart or something like that, and things turn ugly, and uh, basically the, the hordes of people, the pitchforks come, uh, you hop on your private jet and you're out of here. You're in uh, wherever the hell you may be based in Spain or Portugal or wherever the hell you purchased your thing, but the idea is to get you and your immediate family. You know, it's, uh, it's the same thing that, that all the you know despots and tyrants have done in, in history is that's what they do. But once again, that's not what this particular broadcast is about. We're not talking about the uh, history of these uh, various criminals and their criminal organizations. We're talking about you, and it it is imperative that you understand that ultimately your goal is to survive. And one of the best ways that you survive, and again, by you, meaning you as an individual and or the nuclear part of your family is to simply not be so invested and not give a damn about what is going on with a whole bunch of other individuals you may know and or uh, as an extension, the world, because to uh, to end this, I would just say, you cannot change others, and you cannot change the world. Well, that's all I've got to say for now. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't like what you heard, leave a comment. And if you really liked it, tell a friend. Until next time. This is Ernest Mann reminding you to be careful in this crazy mixed up world. world. Crazy mixed up world. Crazy mixed up world. Crazy mixed up world. world. I'm in a pretty mixed up world.